You're listening to Consciously Crude. Unapologetic truths the collective is ready for. Granting permission for the incognito spiritual badass to dive deeper into the magic of their universe. Come out of the spiritual closet. Awaken your courageous heart. Step deeper into your divine power. These are the quantum upgrades your matrix is ready for. Let's dive deep. Hello and welcome to Consciously Crude. In this episode, we are going to dive into how to really hone your natural gifts and abilities. Mm. And we are going to use oracle cards today to talk about this topic and how you can really discover yourself. I love this so much. This is so exciting. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So we're going to dive into a little bit about cards. And then we're going to each tell you how we individually connect with our specific decks. And then Amanda and I are going to do a little mini reading for each other and you'll get to uh, be a fly on the wall during that experience. So it should be yeah, fun. It would even be fun to do like a collective reading. Ooh, yeah. So that yes. whoever's listening can also yes. receive a little bit of uh, juju. <laughs> cool. Yeah. We'll each pull a card for our listeners at the I very end. I love that. I love that. Beautiful. So I get the question quite often of what is the difference between tarot and oracle cards Mm -hmm. and sort of the general answer that I give to people when they ask me this is that it's simply two different lineages, Mm -hmm. just like, you know, uh, Ashtanga yoga versus yin yoga. They're, They're both yoga. It's just two different lineages. And so I like to think of the tarot as the more dark and shadowy. And, you know, you'll get the death card and all the that tower. fun stuff. <laughs> but yeah. And the oracles seem to be a little bit more in the light. And that's not to say that there isn't messages of protection and caution within them, but it's more focused on the love and the light of things. Would you agree? I would definitely agree with that. And uh, that, you know, tarot, um, at least like traditional tarot, like the original deck is very... Um, it, it, it is like the original cards have their very specific purpose and intention and that mm. other tarot, like, you know, um, I guess like others that have created tarot decks don't necessarily get like the exact same messaging that comes from that original tarot. It's like trying to rewrite the Bible. Like it's going to get its right. own interpretations based on whoever's creating it. So Am I saying it wrong? Taro, taro. I think it's like tomato, tomato. I think you're fine. You're fine no matter how you say it. Cool. (laughs) Cool. I hope we're not offending anyone, but uh, you know, there's many more, much more offensive stuff we could say. Um, (laughs) So yeah, taro, taro. um, From what I understand from, and and taro is not my, um, it's doesn't, it doesn't really resonate for me as much. I, I definitely am more of the, oracle lineage i'm much more of the love and light lineage um and i still love to see like the shadow aspects of the cards but i found that for myself and using tarot i was like okay like i just i just wanted some some insight and now i'm like having my entire life unpacked and like thrown at me like this is a little much i'm getting the tower card every day like it was just it was intense and i'm already a pretty intense person and i think that the oracle kind of helps me to come back to my light and uh, right. that's where I find that the tarot, um, having spoken with a couple of people who are very, uh, very into tarot, they say like, you know, it's again, the, you're going to have different interpretations based on who's written the deck and who's created it. So um, 
there are some people who are very much like of the mind that, you know, only the original tarot deck is the one to use. What would you say? Right. I'm all about finding what is right for you. And I, when people ask me, you know, how do I pick a deck or what deck should I buy? It's the same answer I give as um, advice to choosing crystals, Mm -hmm. right? When you go into a store, or you can even do this browsing the internet, Mm -hmm. really. When you go into a store and you're standing in front of all the tarot decks, you want to allow that deck that's right for you to speak to you. You don't want to, and same with crystals, you don't want to be going in there with your logical mind thinking, I need this Mm -hmm. one. This one is the right one for me. And that's the one I'm going to get, you know, it's, it's this, these are intuitive practices and it's, I think it's important to use that intuition from the very get. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard even, Mm -hmm. you know, there's certain, um, it's almost like old wives tales, like certain rules where it's like, you can't buy a tarot deck. Like someone has to gift it to you. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, you know, at what point do we start to go, is this, (laughs) where are we adding rules that are not necessary? Maybe that is something that that feels true for you, but it's like, are you really doomed? Is that deck really doomed if you bought it for yourself? Like, I don't think so. I think you're probably fine. Well, this is just the thing, right? These entities and the ways that we can clear and cleanse energy is so above our human capacity, Mm -hmm. you know? It's so much beyond us. It's so much greater than us and it's so much more powerful than we want to believe it is. And so, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think they're doomed if you di- decide to go treat yourself and buy a beautiful get- deck that calls to your heart. Like, I think that's a great experience for you to have with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. And, and also like to, I guess, build off that too. It's kind of like when, you know, when, when the teacher arrives like you are ready you know like when the teacher presents Mm -hmm. themselves and it's almost like when you have that question and the the answer shows up in the form of let's say a person or a crystal or a deck it's like there has been a higher consciousness calling that forward so maybe there's an element of like you don't need to go buy something that will find you right right but a lot of and 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 sometimes and a lot of times that drive that internal drive of oh i'm curious about decks oh there's a crystal store a new age shop maybe i should Mm -hmm. go in right that's also you being guided Mm -hmm. these intuitive messages that come through and i think we do ourselves a huge disservice by questioning ourselves all the time or saying oh i don't have enough time i gotta get to this but this spot you know if you if you allow yourself to slow down and listen to the messages and act on them magic happens yes Yeah. Cool. So I'm going to tell the viewers my secret Mm -hmm. of how I specifically pull Oracle cards. So for those who are listening, who follow my Instagram, this is something that I do on the daily for the conscious collective, um, pulling three cards and allowing you to have a little message. And I do this technique every day when I prepare myself for that. And when I'm working with clients and even when I'm pulling cards for myself, It's all about intention. So I'm going to talk through that process as I pull cards for you, Amanda. I love that. (laughs) In real time. (laughs) Uh, In real time. So I think we have time to do three cards. Yeah, I'd say so too. Do you agree? Okay, beautiful. So 
how I like to start is I always bring myself into my heart space. This is the number one thing for me when working with energy and intuitive practices is that I want to make sure that I'm grounded, not in my head, but in my heart. Mm. So I take a few moments with my eyes closed and I notice where majority of my energy is, which is usually up in the head chakras. That's where I hold it a lot of the time, unless I'm intentional. I think most of the people Mm -hmm. in this world can resonate with that. And I sit with myself with my eyes closed and I breathe until I feel that energy descend from my crown into my third eye, into my throat, and then finally in my heart. And then I allow myself to connect my body and my mind through my breath. And so I really feel my heart cells expand as I inhale and soften as I exhale. And as I do this for a period of time, I something ends up clicking and it's almost like a signal for me that, okay, I'm grounded on here in this space. And once I'm in this space, I speak my intention. So if I was pulling cards for my group or for my Instagram, I would say I'd love to connect with the conscious collective and pull cards for whatever messages need to come through right now. Working with you and pulling cards for you, I would ask you, Amanda, is there any intention or message you need to hear right now? Mm. As I sit with that, as I receive that, I think the message I am sitting with is what oof i'm like okay what (laughs) i'm like okay here it goes um what is not visible to me right now what am i perhaps in denial of that is limiting me from uh, from allowing more play and fun into my day-to-day beautiful So I hear that Amanda intends to connect with her play and her fun Mm -hmm. and specifically allowing insight to come through that allows for her to understand what's holding her back from that. So I hear her intention and I connect to the energy of that intention and I bring that into my heart and then I get quiet. And when I get quiet, I can feel my heart point in the direction of the cards. As I feel it point, I can open my eyes and the first card that my aunt lies <laughs> now, the first card that my eyes land on are the card is the card for you. Okay. Snake spirit. Snake spirit, time to heal. So that's your first card, and that is what is most present in your vibration in this moment. Okay. Your second card is why this is coming up for you. It's your soul card. And this is something that you're actually very good at. It's just there's, we need to look at a piece of it in order to connect with what's in the present vibration. Mm -hmm. And so what's come up for that is parrot spirit. Watch your words. Then one more card.
And your third card is the bridge between the two, letting you know how you can marry the vibrations of both those messages in order for the outcome what you want. So Groundhog, time to let go. <laughs> Very interesting, right? And what's interesting about the first card you pulled, Snake Spirit. My, I've, I've learned over the past, well, for a very long time, my hands for much of my life were very dry. They had like wicked eczema. And it was only mm -hmm. when I started to express myself authentically that that eczema healed up. Yeah. So right now, and like that, that was a message for me that like, you know, the, the heart meridian extends into the hands. And when you're working with energy work, you're moving energy through your heart, through your hands. And that's a massive channel of expression. And you think about like people yes. who talk with their hands, like the hands are an yes. element of expression. Um, yes. And right now my hands are peeling um, for the first time oh. in a little while, first time in about a year, my, my right hand is peeling. And I, I literally said to my friend today, I said, I'm going through a shedding, like my little snaky self is going through a shedding and how funny it is that you pull up the snake spirit. <laughs> So here's the message from Snake okay. Spirit. All of us need healing at times. And when Snake Spirit appears, it is time to repair, renew, and replenish yourself in your vulnerable heart. Self-care and maintenance work are needed so that your vitality can arise. Give yourself the space to nourish your own well-being. Vulnerability is necessary for friendships and partnerships to work, which means all of us will have tender emotions at times. Be gentle with yourself and others now. Shed the past and step into a new way of being, for vitality is rising in you. This might be a good time to honor the work you have done to heal, grow, and repair any damage within you, within those you care about, and within your community. Celebrate together how far all of you have come in your healing journey and all that you have created. Unburden yourself of anything that no longer supports wellness prosperity, positive relationships, and well-being, and open the door for healing to occur. Mm, and I open it now. <laughs> yes, yes. And I, I think also like coming out of Gemini spirit, where our polarities are very heightened, we, this is the time where we can really see, okay, what is in alignment? What do I want? And what is not fitting? Yes. Right? And how yes. can we just like release, release, release? Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you also share with our listeners what deck you're using specifically? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm using the Colette Baron Reed, the Animal Spirit Oracle deck. It's beautiful. I don't know why I'm showing you the camera. <laughs> <laughs> someone is someone out there is the someone out there's listening and they're envisioning it though. So it's okay. <laughs> yes. It's it's a quite popular deck. I've seen it around a lot and it's beautiful. I find I'm, I really connect with it and I find uh, the people that I read for also do. So it's a beautiful yeah. deck. I love that one. Shall I share with you your parrot spirit message of watch your yes. words? I'd love to hear this too. So this is really why your snake is coming up. There's something around this parrot spirit. Like I said, it is your soul card. So it, represents something that is your strength. And I mean, you have a way with words, lady. We all know that. <laughs> I love you. Oh, well, thank you. So parrot spirit, what are you saying to yourself? Hmm. What messages are you repeating? 
Is it something that makes you feel good about yourself and reminds you of your strengths and potential? Parrots mimic the sounds around them, and when parrot spirit appears, it is time to be more mindful of your self-talk and its qualities. What do you say to others? Are you repeating what you truly believe? Remember to speak with light and love. Be generous with compliments and thanks, affirming all that is good so that your loving, healing words will be heard throughout the jungle, cutting through the noise and inspiring others. Listening for the words that remind you of all the strength, abundance, and joy in your life and in the world around you, and then repeat them, affirming what is real, true, and nurturing to the soul. The universe will reflect back to you the story you tell. Words matter, so choose ones that lift you up and inspire others to remember that beauty surrounds us. Mm. That's beautiful. Mm. I really appreciate that. I'm really just letting that land. And like when I, when I receive a card reading or when I'm doing a card reading, sometimes when I hear the message or read it, it's kind of like it goes, it goes through one layer. Almost like if you imagine like water, there's kind of like the, the current that's on the, the, the surface and then there's like the undertow. And I'm kind of like, okay, I'm sitting on that, on that surface current, but what is like what is deeper? Like what's under there that I'm maybe hearing, but it's not landing and just allowing that message to really sit with me and know that like, even if I don't understand it in that moment, like I used to pick Oracle cards and go like, okay, but that doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> you're just like I love that you brought that up. Yes. You know? It's so important. Like giving yourself yeah. the room to go, this will show itself to me over the next day, over the next week. And, uh, <laughs> That message, that message will come through. So even though um, it might not be immediate, like I trust, I set the, the intention for myself or the container that I'm like, that message is going to reveal itself to me. And mm. um, some cards, I'll, I'll keep them like invisible sight, like I'll keep them on my bedstand or in a book or mm. something where I can look at it over and over. And I find that um, other times I just end up pulling, like pulling the same card over and yes. over and over again um, yes. without trying. Like I'll shuffle a deck, I'll move it around and I just keep going back to that card. So yeah. um, I'm definitely going to sit with that and allow that to really permeate and see what comes through for that. So thank you. I really appreciate you saying all that. I think it's very, very important uh, for a couple of reasons. I think when you have done as much work as you and I have, you come to a point where you are only working at a, on unconscious shit, right? Yeah. You're not working on things that you're conscious of. Yeah. You're really navigating and exploring that unconscious uh, mind. And so when something we are told doesn't resonate or even causes resistance in us, we have to remember that we are working on an unconscious level. We're not always going to have that conscious aha moments. And that doesn't make these words or these messages unimportant to you. Absolutely. It's maybe for a different time. There's times where I've had readings and then like a week goes by and then something happens and it's like, poof, there's the animal right in my face. Like that's, I heard that last week. It didn't hit, but now it's so real, mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think about, um, just working with those unconscious messages and how sometimes uh, even the way that the way that I understand something just because I understand it doesn't mean that 
as I deliver it, it's received in the way that it was intended. Yes. So, you know, I think about, um, the other day on my story, I was talking about how I had unconscious anger come up and, Mm. you know, someone close to me asked like, what are you angry about? And I'm like, I don't know, just stuff. Like (laughs) there's just (laughs) anger there. Like I don't have to, you don't have to read into it. It's just, it's an opportunity. It's always an opportunity to, to just, I think, come to see and accept another version or another part of yourself. There is a seagull just float, like flying outside my window right now. Are you sure there's no seagull spirit? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Okay. So your last card is your uh, focus card that really, it ties the two messages together. And it's almost like your action step into how are we healing and what do we need to watch our words on? Yeah. Okay. So it is Groundhog. And Groundhog's message is endings lead to beginnings and death is a part of life. So Groundhog Spirit is here to let you know that it is time to accept the natural ending of something that is no longer serving you. We love to hold on to what is familiar, but the new needs to needs space to arrive so growth can occur. When Groundhog Spirit appears, it is a sign there is something, your present situation that you need to let go of so that something new can be born, something that will be far better than you ever imagined. When the Groundhog sees his shadow, he retreats to his den. So too might you yearn for a little more time to say goodbye and transition into the new. However, change is coming and it is good. So let go of your resistance. Spring brings many blessings and what must die will always be reborn in a new form that will be right for you. Life requires change and detachment. Say farewell to whatever once served you and get ready for something amazing to take its place. (laughs) Spirit is already sending it your way. Well, that is amazing. (laughs) Beautiful. And I, I, you know, when you're reading those cards, I think sometimes, um, there have been times where I, I won't even read the message. I'll just look at the card itself and go, okay, what does a groundhog represent to me? And the first thing that came through was transition from winter to spring. And mm. the, the way that, you know, the groundhog, when the groundhog sees its shadow, it retreats. Yeah. So immediately as you're talking about this groundhog spirit, what immediately came intuitively was what shadow do I need to like face? and also know that like spring is coming, you know, Mm. proverbial spring. And um, it's beautiful. I think that, again, like you said, these Oracle cards, they can still carry the message of like change and shadow and, you know, but, but they're not so heavy. (laughs) Yeah. They're just kind of, they're just matter of fact. They're like, "Mm, it just is. Yeah. Yeah. I want to touch on something that came up for me specifically as we transition to the last card. And this is a message that's really important for those with intuitive gifts that are trying to really confirm for themselves and trust in their abilities. And it's tied into what we were just talking about of how the parrot spirit didn't really sink into and resonate deeply, but you're letting it kind of uh, be with you. And you know that it's, you know, this unconscious space that we're speaking to. 
as healers and as as light workers and energy workers, I think one of the things that holds us back is our fear of how our gifts will be received. Mm-hmm. It can be quite scary to do a reading for someone who goes, I don't know about that. That doesn't fit for me. <laughs> I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. And it's for you to understand that their reaction is not your responsibility. And just because they aren't able to receive your gift does not have anything to do with your abilities and your ability to help people and reach people. Very true. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And especially, you know, we we talk about the unconscious and, um, you know, there's a, a frame that I use with my students, which is that perception is projection. Mm-hmm. So if you have any shame or worry or anxiety about your intuitive abilities, if you yourself reject them or have a challenging time accepting your intuitive gifts, um, it will show up in the people who mirror back to you that very fear. Yep. So it's really, the first time I ever really did this work was with a group of women who were so accepting and so safe and who despite my own feelings of, well, that seems, that seems like a really general intuition. That seems like a really, that Mm. seems like advice for me. Like it was feeling like I I was not really um, offering the perspective that they needed every single time. They were like, no, Amanda, that was, that was exactly the intuition that was right on point. And I would even have um, people reach out to me after to go, the reading you gave me a month ago all came exactly as you, Mm -hmm. as you had ultimately kind of, uh, I don't want to say predicted, but ultimately as I had, I had seen it. Yes. Um, because yes. these messages are not to be taken as like, as truth, right? They're not to be taken as fact. They're simply to be seen as a filter of, of what could be an opportunity to go, well, how do I want to um, see this, this, you know, circumstance or issue as it arises? I can see it through the lens of shadow or through the lens of light. Um, and that's why I think it's so important to find a deck that really speaks to you because mm-hmm. I know I, I was using a deck for a good month or two at one point. It was gifted to me. It was, it's a very beautiful deck, but it just did not resonate. And I would feel myself like stirring up anxiety every time I, I would look at it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not to say I'll never use it, but it's just, it's, it's on a shelf right now. Like I'm like, it'll call to me when I'm ready or it will be, it'll call to someone else and I'll gift it to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, all to say that these, 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 these gifts, these intuitive gifts that we have, um, if someone else is not in tune with themselves, it will, it will show up as a rejection, right? So if you're, if you're like, you know, Hey, let me give you a reading to the friend who's like super not about this stuff. Like, you know, maybe anticipate that that could not be received and that that's totally fine. Um, and it's not a reflection of you. No, it's not a reflection of you. And that it's also something to like, I think have a really open heart and open mind with and to do it with someone. If, you're, if it's your first time practicing using cards to maybe like pair up with someone who's also interested and who's also that same kind of lightheartedness. Who's like, Hey, if this makes no sense, who cares? Like, <laughs> we're just right. going to, we're just going right. to flow with it um, and yeah, practice absolutely. that. Yeah, Absolutely. I think one thing that you said there I just want to touch on is it's 
these cards aren't meant to direct your life. It's meant to confirm things for you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where I also have resistance towards tarot versus oracle because it's almost like tarot is like, this is what's going to happen. This is how things are going to lay out. Mm. And it's like, "Mm, okay, that's nice. But we also have free will. And as conscious beings who are aware and constantly making choices and shifting and changing, I don't know. I find that with the oracle cards, it's more um, allows you to play and experience on your own without a definite, this is how it's going to be. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. And, and I think that um, the Oracle, I used to have this kind of very like, <laughs> I guess like presumptive kind of like, well, you know, someone who's using an Oracle deck to, to determine their future is nuts. Like, it's kind of like, well, what is <laughs> like, you know, how crazy do you have to be to like, be like, I'll pull a card and it will tell me the future. Like that is not, that is not what the intention is in using Oracle. Right. The intention is that your unconscious mind is highly symbolic, mm-hmm. highly, highly symbolic. And that the same way that you and I jazz could both look at a piece of artwork and both pull out a completely different meaning it's not the artwork that does that. It's our own unconscious mind. Yeah. So the Oracle, the card is going to be the card. You could read it to, you know, a thousand different people. They're all going to take their own interpretation because it's going to, it's going to signify something that is deeply unconscious that is showing up symbolically in the now. Yeah. Yeah. So I find that that's where, you know, sometimes even with astrology or with these, like, you know, when you're going to see a, a medium, there can be a lot of, well, that's a very general thing that they shared. And mm-hmm. yeah, it might seem quite general, but even the simple messages can really pull out deep, deep, deep truths. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there is times where we, like in our journey, where we maybe are not connected so much inwardly and, and we want the answers to come from the external, right? Yes. We want to hear the message to send us the right place and to and to do the right thing, but we're only getting these general messages. And that's quite telling right there. Maybe you need to start applying these general messages to your life. Yeah. See what happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ooh, I love you. I think my it, turn. Yes. Yeah. You're like, I want to go now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'll kind of walk our listeners through how I like to use Oracle. Um which deck are you choosing? So I brought a couple decks with me. I have the Wild Unknown Archetypes by Kim Kranz, mm. which was the first deck to ever truly speak to my soul. I feel like this was written for, for me or at least the people that are in the same frequency as me. I'm like, wow, this is just so, it, it speaks to me. Um, is that the one that we used on my birthday? It is. Okay. It is. I love that deck. Um, I also have the Rebecca Campbell Work Your Light. Um, I like this mm. one. It's good. Uh, it, I, I like it when I'm when I'm needing to just connect to my light. And again, I use my Oracle deck and decks um, kind of first thing in the morning, not to necessarily like predict my future or like, you know, tell me what I need to know. It's, it's truly a, a sacred opportunity to tune inwards and receive a message from myself. Mm-hmm. It's just an opportunity to connect to my higher self. It's, a, it's an opportunity to connect to the church that is my um, inner sacred being. It is my experience of, of just a very simple spiritual act. 
Um, Mm. and to also practice again, like you said, like not taking those messages as the truth and the, you know, that that is everything. Um, but also not to dismiss them as, Oh, but that's just coincidence. Um, Mm. I had a friend actually recently share with me. She's, she's very into the (laughs) speaking words and, and understanding the meaning of words. And she was saying that coincidence is often thought of as two things that should not go together. Um, but by definition, a coincidence is two things that should. Right. So, um, anyways, there's no coincidence that I, that I just shared that I'm sure for someone that was a necessary learning. Um, so yeah, I have the Work Your Light Oracle Cards by Rebecca Campbell. I have the Wild Unknown Archetypes by Kim Kranz. I recently also got this little Pocket Oracle, the Isis Oracle by Alana Fairchild. Um, oh, I've been looking at that one. It's fun. It's, we can do that one too, actually, because it's, it's, I expected it to be a full-blown Oracle deck. It literally is just like a card with a message on the back. So we can totally okay. do one. And Isis is... Um, is interesting. She's the goddess of uh, fertility, if I'm not mistaken, mm. um, which I find very interesting considering the collective rhetoric around ISIS and the subliminal messaging around, you know, this uh, ultimately this divine feminine energy that's in such rejection. Yep. yep. She was powerful. Yeah. But more on that another time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Can I share the story about my birthday just briefly? Yeah, Absolutely. So this deck that Amanda's going to pull from, um, I had a group, a handful of women who I feel very inspired and aspired by join me on my, well, actually it was right before COVID hit. My birthday is March 18th. So I think we got locked down on the 13th and we were together at a Airbnb in Cantley, the group of us, and we did a mushroom ceremony. Mm-hmm. and. After we uh, consumed our mushrooms, we decided to pull cards from the Oracle deck. And through the ceremony and through our journey, the card, the messages from the cards kept coming up for each of us in the most profound and hilarious ways. (laughs) It was like a joke by the end of it. It was so funny. Um, Yeah. Oh my God. It was so good. Yes. It was so good. Yeah, this deck has a mind of its sure. own. Yeah. It's truly beautiful. Um, I, I w- I'm happy to pull from this deck, the Wild Unknown Archetypes. I do love this one. The one, though, that's calling to me right now is the Sacred Rebels by Alana Fairchild. Okay, okay. Yes. do it. Yes, we can do... We, can, we, may, we might have time to do the other one as well. Um, so I'll kind of run our listeners through my process. Um, I start by just intuitively feeling into... Uh, which deck is calling to me. And when we say calling, like it's like, oh, which one's calling to me? Like I personally don't hear an audible voice in my head. You know, it's more a clear like, audience. Yeah, it's not a clear audience. It's more like um, a clear sentient, like a feeling mm-hmm. or a knowing. Like I'm like, I know that this one is calling to me and I usually know yeah. it because I cannot stop looking at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, same with crystals when you were talking about going to a store and I remember... I would want like, I'd look at the very beautiful, shiny, pretty crystals. And yet I cannot stop looking at like the boring, bland, like dull one. And I'm like, oh, but it's so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> if you're resisting it, there's medicine in there for you. Yes. Yes. I'm like, okay, I don't need the shiny object, but it's just so funny how we can like our, our bodies. It's like, we cannot stop looking at the thing that, that we're clearly drawn to. So yeah. Um, yeah. typically what I will do is, um, 
I start again with an intention. So I sit down, I, I find the deck that is calling to me. I look at it and go, yeah, that one. <laughs> so once I've chosen the deck that is speaking to me, the one that I cannot stop looking at, I'll pick it up. I'll, I'll sit down. I'll create like a sacred container where I'm like avoiding my phone. Like I'm mm. maybe I'll light some sage or some incense to kind of uh, allow like the smell to ground mm. me in my body. Um, take some deep breaths, just get grounded with myself and, I usually do my cards after a bit of a meditation. Yeah. So I'll, I'll picture that I am growing roots from my, from my spine. I'm, I'm growing them into the ground. Um, I'm kind of connecting to the earth mm. and then I'm connecting that energy into my heart. And then I'm connecting both of those energies to divine conscious source. Mm. I imagine my like crown opening up and I'm, I'm bringing in this beam of light. Mm. And once I feel that that is all happened, I feel like I'm like, okay, now I'm really present. I'm really here. Mm. And, um, I intuitively just decide, I go, do I, you know, do I feel like I have a question? Do I have a specific question or do I just want to, you know, ask, Hey, what divine message do you have for me today? So I tune in, I ask those questions and then, um, I, and I, I'm just very, I take a lot of, um, hints from the universe. I just allow the trust to come through. So like there've been times that I tell myself, like I'll open up the deck. I'll see the card that's on the top and go, no, that one's not for me. I'm going to shuffle the deck. I'm going to go and like mix them all up. I'm going to pick a card and lo and behold, I pick the exact same one. Like yeah. not make this shit up. Okay. Um, so that happened actually today before we got on this call, I opened the deck and this, this card popped up. And so, I mean, I could sit here and I could shuffle them through, but I feel like when I showed it to you, you even were like, yes, that totally is a card for us. So mm. I'm, I'm going to just read that card. Um, it is a beautiful card. It's, um, again, this is the Sacred Rebels Oracle by uh, Alana Fairchild. And this card is number 34, in the world, not of the world. <laughs> and we have this beautiful, almost like a mermaid woman. Her hair is made of fish eggs and they're becoming little koi fish or what look like maybe even, um, yeah, some like salmon or something as they're swimming. Mm. And when, I mean, if you can imagine it, it is beautiful. And she's just wildly divine in this ocean of, of fish. And so knowing that you're a Pisces, Jasmine. Mm. <laughs> and you said the message is in this world, not of this world. That's right. In the world, not of the world. This is something that I resonate with deeply, and I think you do too. I do, and I've actually never pulled this card before, so that's how I, I know. I'm like, this is, this, is for, this is for you. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. Ooh, this is, this is a good one. Just, just listen to this first line, Jazz. Okay. It is safe for you to become naked with life. <laughs> mm. This doesn't necessarily mean stripping off and running wild in public. It does mean stripping back your beliefs, strongholds, and mental or emotional security blankets, that you can live with less obstruction than ever before. Mm -hmm. Imagine the conditioning that has kept life away from you. Just keep it dropping out of your hands like keys, coins, or clocks. Conditioned beliefs about money, time, security, having, locking away, holding, and controlling can be surrendered and allowed to fall away. What would it be like to feel as though you were on holiday every day? <laughs> Perhaps there's a softening in your life in, in your way of life, an implicit trust in its flow and faith in the ability of time to bend and stretch as needed so that all may be accomplished. 
It is an advanced stage of our spiritual relationship with life that we are able to feel held within sufficiently enough to surrender our defenses layer by layer and to nakedly accept what is. So now I'm going to keep reading. I'm going to keep reading, but her, her Oracle, like there is like a good two pages. So I'm just going to read this. And that's usually where, like, that's also how I decide how many of these cards do I want to pull? Cause I might dedicate, you know, 10, 15 minutes to this practice. And if I'm pulling four or five cards, we could be sitting here for an hour reading the messages and interpreting them. Right. So uh, I I digress. So this Oracle (laughs) comes as a message to you. Sometimes we need our defenses. At other times it is clear we are outgrowing them. There is something that you have outgrown. (laughs) This is so funny because of what we talked about before this call. (laughs) Oh, okay. Continuing. It has to do with your ideas about productivity, time, control, and money. It has to do with abundance, trust, and living with the fundamental belief that everything is going to turn out okay. You are ready to be so much more vulnerable and exposed in life. You don't have to hide behind being organized, perfect, in control, or financially secure and stable, nor do you need any other acceptable social face. It is time for you to loosen the strings of your own controlling nature. They are too tight and too restrictive for you anyway. You were born to live in a much freer way. When you live as you innately are, rather than how you've been conditioned to be, you will experience greater joy, freedom, and support. When you are not resisting yourself or resisting life, there is less resisting what you need as it comes to you. If you've also drawn the oracle of faith and process, this is a particularly strong message for you. The message is that you are shedding. <laughs> Same as the snake oh spirit. My gosh. <laughs> It may be an identity, it might be a status symbol such as a car, a home or a suburb, or it could be a socially admired relationship. You Mm. are shedding because no matter what the appearance of things, these old forms are too constricting for you. It's almost like your spirit was trying to walk walk about in shoes several sizes too small. They were starting to pinch, the seams were ripping, and eventually they would fall apart completely. Mm. Likewise, you are being stripped of internal beliefs that are falling failing you, perhaps externally as well. Whether this seems to be your choice or not, make no mistake. It is your own spirit in cahoots with the loving spirit of life that has brought the situation about. Hmm. So you are being guided to trust. If you have drawn the oracle of trust yourself, you're not only guided to rely on life, but also your own inner knowing because at some level you get it. Almost like reading an oracle reading (laughs) and trusting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You understand and know that this is all freeing you. After letting go, there comes a temporary emptiness that provides a greater space for fulfillment to come forth. Mm. And what I also love about this deck is that she always has this healing process. So it always comes with, you know, this is the message that this oracle is bringing forth to you. And here is your healing process. Oh, nice. So imagine you are running naked into a sea, ocean, river, or waterfall. Be cleansed. Feel it happening. Be with it and enjoy the sensation of it. Feel freed of any weight that you no longer need, be it physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual. Let go on all levels. Mm. And when you're ready, (laughs) say that again. There's the groundhog. That's right. This is also a message for both of us, right? It's like, I mean, we're mirrors. We're such mirrors. So when you're ready, just open your eyes and rest for a few moments before you go back into your day or evening you have completed your healing process. Mm, so beautiful. Yes. Oh, 
And to any of the listeners who are listening to this message, just know that you're listening for a reason. Absolutely. These messages are likely also for you if you let them be. Absolutely. Hmm. So good. So good. Okay, let's pull one card each for our listeners and we'll just give them the short message and call it a day, friends. I like it. I'll, because you've been loving this archetypes, uh, I'm going to definitely do the archetypes as well. Okay, beautiful. Yeah, one thing that I love about my deck is the readings are very short. I'm a short and sweet kind of gal. And uh, yeah, I, whenever there's like longer reads, I'm like, oh God, I can't do it. And then I <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I feel that too. There's certain, I find it truly depends on the author. Um, I also have another one of her decks and I find that it is, it's, it's written differently. There's a different vibration behind it. Um, the Sacred Rebels Oracle really rings true to my heart because I feel like I have a sacred rebel heart that mm. doesn't want to do things the way that life does them. Right. Um, yeah. And so, Yeah. So I can totally appreciate if like whoever was listening was like, can I skip to the end of that? Like, <laughs> you know, it requires uh, patience. I got something funny. I just pulled my card. Okay. It happens to be, I did my three card spread for my Instagram this morning. And it happens to be one of the cards in that spread. Okay. And I've had about six or seven people reach out to me for the full message and they've all asked for this card. Okay. So it's very interesting. It's rabbit spirit. Now is a lucky time. Ooh. And this is the message. It says a sunny meadow calls and rabbit spirit appears to lead you out of your dark warren and into the light so that you can participate in a fertile and beautiful experience. It may seem safe below ground, but the magic happens when you come out and take a risk of being vulnerable and co-creating something new. <laughs> From groundhog to rabbit spirit. Yep. <laughs> get out of the ground. Get into the light. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. So I will similarly, I think I'm going to just take a second here and just set the intention for the collective. And just for time's sake, I'm just going to split the deck. Ooh. We have the crone. Mm. Another animal spirit. Allow me a moment just to find this card. I love that that came through. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling that that spirit this morning, actually. I, could, I kept feeling like, you know, the, uh, the wild feminine. I was mm-hmm. feeling that during my yoga class. I was outside doing yoga and I could, I could see crows around me. And I was like, yeah, there's a, there's crone spirit all around. So. The crone is the witch, the old woman, the sage. The crone has seen it all. Nothing, nothing frightens or surprises her. She's the final manifestation of the feminine trifecta of maiden mother crone. In her long life, she's witnessed endless cycles of death, sex, failure, rebirth, conflict, and regeneration, giving her the ability to rise above the world of duality. She laughs at notions of good or bad, right and wrong as she has seen the earth churning, smoldering, taking life and giving life. The crone mm-hmm. energy accepts everything in, devouring beauty and suffering with the same mouth, using their energy to reveal hidden secrets and knowledge. Her energy resides in all of us, though it is feared by most for its power and unconventional relationship with death. 
Awakening the Crone is dangerously rich and unapologetically magic. Mm, I love it. I love it too. I feel like I want to go into a big discussion about the crone and maiden mother and crone, but that's for another time. Yes. Next episode, we'll definitely do that because I love that topic. Beautiful. Amazing. All right. I think that's all for today. Anything else you want to tell our listeners in terms of connecting with their innate abilities? Well, I think that we're going to have probably a, a, another episode on this topic with certain other gifts and abilities. So if you're interested in learning more about, you know, tuning into your other natural gifts, um, connecting with crystals, connecting with spirit, we're going to be talking about that as well. And um, in the meantime, as you practice your own abilities, recognize that they will not, they're not a copy paste experience. So just because jazz has her own way of, you know, working with her Oracle or her own intuitive connection. Um, mine is very different. And Mm -hmm. I mean, as it will be because we're different people. So if you have a different experience, you might, um, have visualizations, you might have, um, emotions, you might have, uh, you know, colors like aura colors that show up for you. Like there's many different ways to connect with the divine gifts that we have. And that ultimately, uncovering these and enjoying the journey of discovering them is what is fun about it. Absolutely. That's so important. Yeah. 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 The clear senses are a powerful topic and we're definitely going to talk about that more too. Cool. Cool. Well, until next time, trust yourself and have fun. (laughs) Bye guys. Thanks for tuning into the show this week. We are so grateful for another opportunity to dive deep with you. If you want to connect with us even further, head to our website, www.consciouslycrude.com. There you will find how to get in touch with both of us, upcoming events and workshops, and links to our social media platforms. We always welcome your input, so feel free to comment your questions, make guest suggestions, and let us know what you learned. And it is so, so, so appreciated that you please rate, comment, and share so we can grow this Conscious Collective platform. With gratitude, Amanda and Jazz.